Hello, welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. Uh, my name is Alex, this is Rob. Good afternoon. Oh, sorry, hello all. Yes, it's not afternoon. We, we exist in some period of time that nobody knows. I realise that, yeah. Do you want to say one week, hello, welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast, your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news? That's a lot of responsibility. Okay, we'll, we'll stick as it is. <laughs> um, this is episode 21 now, right? Yeah, maybe on the 25th episode I'll do it. Okay. No, I'll, do, I'll do it every 25 episodes. Well, in the episode that we're going to do with Blue Tacking Aureus. Yeah, that's what And I've been reconsidering that. I mean, Have uh, you? Do you think it's a good idea? I quite, well, we don't, we don't have to use Blue Tack. We can use earbuds. Well, I know that. Or a piece of cheese. Maybe we should do it for 10 minutes and see how it goes. <laughs> okay. We'll have the same effect. Huh? We'll have the same, same effect. Well, for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> good point. Um, we can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. You can download all of our episodes from there. There are also the links to iTunes on the website but if you want to go to iTunes separately we can be found there if you type local anaesthetic into the search box or you type in even Alex and Rob you'll find us mm-hmm. um, and you can leave us a rating and a review we really appreciate all the ratings we get and all the written reviews they're very kind of everybody to say such nice things about the podcast and Absolutely. if you want to know what people are saying about the podcast go on to iTunes and see for yourself yep. um, Rob you are going to tell people about Facebook and Twitter. As we have many times before, yes, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash local anaesthetic. Come and leave us a message and uh, you will get a reply. Uh, I, I go on there approximately when I feel like it. Um, but I, I, I will endeavour to give you a reply if, if you... Or if you have any questions, please let us know. Uh, obviously, we're also on Twitter as well, at LA Podcast. If you want to tweet us, you can. Any questions, anything you'd like to know, or if you have any stories, just uh, just, just contact us. Uh, Rob, did you have something you wanted to say? You told me you had something you wanted to say. I've got some big news. Okay, well, we've won the United Nations lottery again. Yes. You collected the winnings. No, we have won the United Nations lottery again. Are you joking? No. I was kidding. We have won uh, the United Nations uh, Association uh, British Lottery. Um, this email has notified you that your email address was randomly selected and entered into our free third category draws. Um, you have subsequently emerged a winner and therefore entitled to a, a substantial amount of uh, 1,500,000 Great British Pounds. <laughs> How much? <laughs> 1,500,000. Okay, one and a half million. Good. Yeah, this is this is from the United Nations Association Great Britain Email Lottery Programme. But not only that, we have also won the Great British Lottery. Oh, sorry, one. sorry, the British National Lottery. I do apologise. What are the odds of that? I know. In one week to win the United Nations British Lottery and also to win the National British Lottery. I haven't heard of either of them, but um, no, no, all right. But apparently, in this one, we we won uh, one million British pounds. So in total, we're two million five hundred thousand quid. Yes. Up. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, I think this is where we announced that the podcast will be ending and uh, we'll be going to live in Fiji. I want to continue the podcast. Can I? Yes, Can't so we do local news from Fiji? We could do. I'm not sure what happens in Fiji. Probably not. I, well, I don't know. I've never been know, there. I don't know, know what it is. Um, I thought it was mythical, though. It could be. It does sound like it could be made up. Mm. Can I? I mean, you know, we are joking about this. I do realise that these are scam emails. But these could oh, be. What? Did you not realise? No. Did you not realise I hadn't collected the money yet? I just thought you were, you know, invested it. Stop piling it. <laughs> yeah, in the Basel warehouse. I asked it for one pound coins. Yeah. Um, um, do you remember where like, in, the, in the start of DuckTales where Scrooge but Duck dives into the cash? I love DuckTales. Yeah, yeah, dives into the cash. I remember it very well. Loves it, that. DuckTales. Woo! That's right. I think I've, <laughs> I think I've probably heard though, diving into pound coins. Yeah, they, yeah, well, that's cartoons for you, Rob. Yeah, that's true. Um, could we not actually reply to these emails? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and just say, 
Thanks very much for the cash. Give him a fake bank account number. I, 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 as I, no, let's write back. Say thanks for the cash. I assume that in, our, I assume that in, uh, in our communications, at some point you're going to be asking for my mother's maiden name, <laughs> my account details, my date of birth. Here are those things, just to get the process speeded up. Yeah, yeah. By so the way, I also live. At, make it all fictitious, yeah. but then say also just, a, just as a thank you, I thought you might like to listen to our podcast. So try and get these as potential listeners. Brilliant. Because they're, pr- they're probably from some African country. I don't know. That may not be true. But, uh, you know, it, well, it, it spreads can, off. Can we do that after the show? We'll sure, do yeah. We'll email but, them back. But, Rob, just on the point you just mentioned. Yeah. I uh, have some very interesting uh, information just on that because I was reading this very interesting article the other day about these very scams. Right. You said they're probably from African countries and by that you meant Nigeria. It's become well known that when you receive one of these uh, scam emails, yeah. that they're often from somebody in Nigeria. Of course, right? yeah. So you would think that because everybody has become commonly aware of this now, they would be using a different tactic. Your examples there of the United Nations Lottery and the Great British National Lottery and all that bollocks, that is the example of a different tactic. But did you know that in the majority, these scam emails still come from people saying that they are based in Nigeria? Which really? seems crazy because you'd think that the people doing these scams would know that people have people have got wind of this whole Nigeria scamming. Oh, well, you think? Nigeria. Yeah. But apparently, it's done deliberately. Why? It's to sift out, basically, to sift out people who've got any sense from the most gullible. So the reason you deliberately now state in these scam emails we're from Nigeria and everything else is because you only want because because it's likely that you're only ever going to get in your later communications, the information you need out of the most gullible people. Only the most gullible people are not going to notice that you're saying it's from Nigeria. Ah, you're looking for people who've got no awareness of these email scams or who are just completely mentally disabled. Right, do you so understand? what they're saying so they is they make it so blatantly obvious. Yeah, that only the most gullible people could fall for it because they're the people they want. Wow. That's, that's really quite interesting. I read a very lengthy article on this. So what point did you give your bank details? Um, well, I offered it up front. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> ah, okay, interesting. Well, should we begin? Yeah, why not? Do you want to begin? Shall I begin? Oh, I don't mind beginning. Um, this is from one of our readers. It's a new reader. Uh, readers? No, listeners. Readers? Sorry, I'm getting confused. Um, this is from uh, Ben, Ben Halifax, who sent this in last so we've week. Got, this is a, a, new, a new listener. A new listener, yeah. Brilliant, so thank you, Ben. Where are you from, Halifax? No, but no. Did you say Halifax? No, his surname is Halifax. Oh, yeah. Uh, doesn't work for the bank. Uh, I don't think so. It might be. Mm, I'm actually quite surprised, banks. and I don't know why that Halifax is the Halifax Bank is based in Halifax. I don't know why I found that amazing. You're an idiot. Well, yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, no, this this is uh, from uh, he's from an area that you know very well. He's from Brighton. Sorry, I'm not gay, Rob. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Is that what you? I just that's... misread the situation. But I thought you were trying to. In, no, you went yeah. to you went to university in Brighton, didn't you? Well, university of Sussex. Yeah, but it's in Brighton. I never had a sauna. Which is in Sussex. I never had a sauna. I didn't know. I thought it was a sauna. Sure. Well, you should have kept your clothes on. Um, and this is from the Angus? Argos? Argus? Is it? Look at me like I know. How did you not know this? I was off my head on drugs for those three right, years. Okay. Uh, uh, Class I, C, I would like to say. <laughs> I believe it's the, the Brighton Argos, or Argus. I think it's Argus. Um, and the headline is, Brothers find over stag night chicken stunt prank. Um, two brothers took six chickens on, on a drink-fueled stag night, then ended up in court after pri- uh, the path of the prank went wrong. Craig and Bradley Barnett dumped the frightened hens in a hotel bathroom as a surprise for the stag before heading out for a night out. Then, when their troll party arrived back um, hours later, they drunkly released the terrified hens into the car park. 
Some of the revelers were caught on the hotel CCTV in their boxer shorts carrying the chickens out of the hotel. Can I can I stop you there? Yeah. Um, brothers who took six chickens on stag do. Oh, you're joking. Frank goes wrong. I've got it from the Bournemouth Echo. Have you? Oh, Jesus. This Christ. is amazing. This so is amazing. This is the first time. So why are they both reporting it? I've heard that it happened around... They were from Poole or something. They, it's because they the stag night was in, was in Bournemouth. And but they come from Brighton. But two of the brothers come from near. How Brighton. amazing is that? <laughs> so, oh. so we should continue, you should continue to read the story. And then, did you get comments? Because I got some, there's some brilliant comments. All oh, right, yeah. so then we can mix the comments. Okay, right, okay. I thought you'd like this story. Well, okay. That's well, why I wasn't laughing, by the way, because I know it all. No, that's fine. Well, let's give a, so a brief. We'll give a brief overview. We can move on to the comments. So basically, um, well, it's a good story, isn't it? Where were you up to? I'm just. It'd be interesting to see how they were both. Uh, we should both we should we should compare uh, paragraph paragraph. Okay, the, it moves on. I've to got. Say... They released them in a hotel bathroom where they're intended to be a surprise for the stag. Yeah. The chickens were left in a bathroom for a further six hours before a member of the stag party, clad in his boxer shorts, took them down to the lobby. Yep. And I've seen the video of this, by the, the way. The video is amazing. Yeah, there's yeah. a video it's, of them bringing these chickens down. Um, and it said that obviously they released the chickens in the car park, and uh, one of the chickens was found dead, and another was eaten by a fox. Yeah, I've got exactly the same. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's probably just exactly the same article. Two were rescued and rehomed. Oh no! Oh, I didn't know that. It doesn't say that. You see, um, they bought the, the hens from a farm in New Forest on the way to the stag celebrations in Bournemouth. Uh, after being caught, they denied the chickens were. Pre- uh, they den- <laughs> sorry. After being caught. They claim the chickens were a present for their mother yeah. <laughs> and denied that they were carrying out a prank. They, listen to this. The brothers claim the chickens were intended to be a present for their mother and denied they were carrying out a prank. They've been cross-referencing This, this story's been lifted, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Should we just move on, then? To um, the comments. To the comments, yeah. Right, so we'll, 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 you do one, then I'll do one, and you do one, and I'll do one. Okay, so... Um, I've sifted these out of 31, by the way. I think there's 21 on, 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 on this and side. And have you sifted so. them out? I have, yeah. Good. Okay. So, Hove actually says... Are you sure this wasn't a hen do? Very good. Yeah. Pun. Yep. Um, Seapool says, what's the definition of a chicken and egg sandwich, a mother and child reunion, in brackets, sick? Close brackets. <laughs> bit of an odd one, that. Yeah, that's strange. Um, Eric the King says, bit of, bit of foul play. Oh, you've got a lot of puns going I on. I have okay. got a lot of puns, uh, yeah. I've got Step Up, who says, no excuse for tormenting mute and defenceless animals. They are totally dependent <laughs> on our goodwill. I don't know where they got mute from. They're not juice. They're chicken's cluck. You sure that's the core one well, for that? I know. Especially hens. I didn't understand that. Mm, okay. Mute and defenseless animals. They're totally dependent on our goodwill, and to ignore that fact is indefensible. So five hours of fear in a car, followed by six hours of fear in a bathroom, only to be sent out into the night without a clue where they were or what to do, and the result is a petty fine. They, uh, I think they should have had a suspended jail sentence to wake up the yobs to the fact that we don't accept this behaviour and for lying about the gift to their mother. <laughs> Thugs. I mean, as excuses go, that is. Qu- why would they give a gift of six hens to their mother? I think it's a brilliant excuse because it's so obscure you'd have to believe it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would um, have said I bought them. We've bought them for some eyes wide shut style sex orgy <laughs> with chickens. Maybe that's why. I think actually, I think there there is actually a, another comment alludes to that further down. Reporter one says uh, they must have been egged on. Just, I've just got loads of these, by the way. Okay, okay. good. Uh, Vicky27 says, Who in their right mind thinks a great way to spend a stag night is stealing chickens? What on earth is wrong with people like this? Yep, okay. Um, Four name surname says, What a pair of... And then there's something um, styled out. But then he goes. He puts another comment and just says, Cocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this comment from Paul Blagger. Who says, having seen the state of battery chickens, at least those that died here got a road trip and a party before they <laughs> Good point. 
Um, Ligon Field, so I quite like this comment. Um, I know to Fox 81, isn't it high time for hordes of inbred toy loons to ride on horses through our streets, ridding us of this vulpin urban menace? Yeah, vulpine is about foxes. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, uh, this is my last comment, Rob, Elite 50s. It's quite obscure. He says, You lot obviously have never had a deep, meaningful conversation with a chicken. Do you know <laughs> Do you know why? Jeez. Because a chicken can't talk in brackets, only to other chickens. Close brackets. I don't think there's any proof that chickens actually communicate meaningfully with other chickens, I'm not sure. When Is he I was, mentally ill? When I was a kid, my old man raised a lot of chickens. We used to sell their eggs, wring their necks, pluck them and pull their guts out. I know a lot about chickens. If you put them in a dark place, in brackets, in a box, in the back of a car, for instance, close brackets, they go to sleep. That is why foxes are so successful in raiding hen houses. All of you sad, in brackets, ignorant, close brackets, people, and that includes the judge, don't know what the hell they are talking about. It's an interesting comment there. I think he's a bit of a chicken fancier, isn't he? It does sound like it. Um, I'm going to read two more out. Uh, Wivy Dave says, At last the answer to the age-old question... Why did the chicken cross the road <laughs> to get away for a bunch of idiots that have had their brains shrunken by alcohol? <laughs> I'm going to leave. The, I'm going to finish on this one by Maxwell's ghost that says uh, these half brains probably thought the term spit roasting birds in a hotel room meant shagging chickens. Oh, <laughs> look at poor Tubby on the left. He can't wait to get his hand on the bird. <laughs> oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, this one's from Shay. From Bristol. Hello, Shay, again. Thank you. Um, and this was from, I believe, the uh, Bristol Evening Post. And uh, this is school pupils panic after being surrounded by cows during expedition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just brilliant. Okay. I'd um, panic if I was surrounded by cows. What would I do? Hmm, I think I try and I think I don't know what I do. I try and calm them down. I would probably try and move. I think something else. It's, it's funny to say that. Okay. Mm. Oh, that was awkward. Um, teenage, <laughs> teenage girls on a school expedition alerted the emergency services when they became surrounded by a herd of cows and bulls in a field near this... Uh, uh, I don't know if this place actually exists, but it must do. Compton Dando. Compton Dando? Compton Dando. Um, the group of six girls aged between 18 and 16 and from Mangersfield School became worried about their safety when they were confronted by the animals in a field after Barth, off Bathford Hill. They were visiting the area as part of the Duke, Duke of Edinburgh Awards practice expedition. The girls dialed 999 when they were unable to, unable to contact their, their school teachers as they had no mobile phone signal. They spent 40 minutes seeking advice over the phone from call handlers at the Avon Fire and Rescue Services control room before dropping their bags and fleeing over a barbed wire fence. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm sorry. How many cows? I want to get... It, it doesn't say how many cows, unfortunately. But... Uh, no, it did, doesn't I want to get say. a picture. So they were surrounded by cows. What were, why were the cows surrounding them? Did they have uh, sinister intentions? I, 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 who knows? But cows are naturally curious. I, I don't think... Are they? Well, I think so, yeah. Do they go off solving crimes, solving cow-related crimes? When one cow, cow dies in mysterious circumstances, do they start getting curious, sticking their, sticking their udders in? Sorry. They, they might. I, I can't think of any 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 uh, examples in, in modern fic, in, in modern fiction. There's a new IT fictiture. That's a word. Uh, <laughs> literature or fiction. There's a there's an ITV uh, detective drama in that about a detective cow. Do you think? Don't you think? Well, like in like a, a trench coat and uh... detective Daisy. That's, well, I mean, it, it, it could does just be called Daisy. 
it could be. Yeah. yeah well, she's, she, she, I, I guess it's a she. A bit like a Miss Marple, but a cow. Yeah, it might be a bit of work, but okay. Um, there's a few comments on this story. A Mushroom, who <laughs> just commented, uh, silly moose. <laughs> Fair point. Um... I really wanted more though about the story, like like their their witness reports afterwards. Like we were so scared, we didn't know what was going to happen. I don't, it was just there's no information, is there? How do you flee over a barbed wire fence? They must have really hurt themselves. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, but surely, so I, I'm not you sure. Need to run from a cow. A cow's never murdered anybody, I think. No, not as, well unless there's a stampede. But uh, I think there was no mention. Uh, someone else makes in the comments. There was no mention of any comments, any balls or anything. So there's no suggestion that there were actually any any sort of danger. Hmm. They, they they probably were more badly hurt by climbing over a barbed wire fence than being (laughs) stared at by some cows. Okay, Rob, all my... my, um, Apart from the one about um, the chickens Mm. that I had found as well in the Bournemouth Echo, all my stories are, as we agreed last week, listener emails. Okay. And all mine are from uh, Rich. Oh, right, okay. Where does Rich live again? Why well, do I want to say Plymouth? Because he lives in Plymouth, that's why. Oh, I'm, I'm correct. That's yeah. good. He's the guy we sent the, uh, the, the pound to. Yes. Hope you've invested that wisely. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, here's the first story from Rich, and we do really appreciate you sending these in, Rich. They were all really good. Um, wildlife officer finds fish dumped on Plymouth Roundabout. <laughs> this was from the Plymouth Herald... Plymouth Herald. Plymouth Herald, yeah. yeah. Um, there's been something fishy going on in Maidstone, oh, God. plain police. <laughs> right. Patrol officers found the strangest fly tipping they have seen in years after spotting silvery-looking items by the side of the road <laughs> in Plimbridge Road by the Wrigley's factory. I didn't know Wrigley's gum worked out of Plymouth, but there you go. Acting Sergeant Ryan Canning... Can I say, there's, there's no, there's, this is a suggestion that Wrigley's are making their chewing about a fish, is there? No, but you might be onto something. Just worth considering. Acting Sergeant Ryan Canning, who also happens to be the Plymouth Wildlife Crime Liaison Officer. Of course, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. T-W-C-L-O. So he's the... T-W-C-L-O. Puklo. So he and his colleague were out on the hunt for criminals and poachers. <laughs> okay. on the hunt. That's very specific. <laughs> Around 3.15am. 3.50am. So at 3.50... I didn't know they worked those hours. So at 3.50am... I didn't know... I didn't Was he looking for poachers in inner city <laughs> Plymouth? <laughs> At 3.50am, at 10 to 4 in the morning, he's out. Is that Was he really he, you know, he in the red light district and this is his alibi? Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no poachers around these prostitutes. <laughs> On Thursday, when they encountered the unusual haul, he said, as we drove by, it caught my eye. I went over to look and found someone had dumped a load of fresh mackerel on the grass. <laughs> it was really fresh. It must have been caught that day. There was about two dozen of them left on the grass verge. They'd been left a short distance from Plimbridge Woods, but mackerel are a saltwater fish, so they'd been caught at sea by someone and left here. Good detective work. To prove the find to disbelieving colleagues, acting Sergeant Canning took a photo of the fish, which he posted on a social networking site. Right. He said, I think this is the first time I've found fish dumped at the side of a road. We decided the best thing to do was to leave them there as a breakfast treat for the local wildlife and seagulls, and homeless people, presumably. Is this the story? That's it. Right, can I just... I want to make one point. Okay, it was 3.15 in the morning when he found these 3:50, fish. 3.15, yeah. Yeah, okay, 3.15. Um, he was obviously having a quiet night. Um, I'm not saying he put them there himself to, to, to make his, his shift a bit more entertaining, but... Or uh, to get in the local papers. Yeah. It's quite possible, because he's acting Sergeant Kenning. Now, if you're acting... That means he's temporarily in that post, so maybe he's looking for either that to be made permanent or for a promotion. Although, if this is if this is how he's going to get his promotion by claiming he found some fish on the big, side of the road. Big news in Plymouth. Yeah, possibly. So, yeah. 
Um, he, put it on his, he put a picture of some mackerel on the side <laughs> of a road on a social network. Basically, Facebook. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Look, I found some fish. Do you think that you they think, come from the sea? Do you think they've got their own page then and a follow? <laughs> I love if he just has a website just entitled Things I Found But On The Road. <laughs> a car. <laughs> a burnt out car. A dead tramp. A dead child. Um, oh, what? Dead tramp's okay. Dead child's not. Dead uh, child in bad taste. Bad dead tramp fine. Okay, sorry. I keep, Understand. Yeah, right. um, <clears throat> Rob, the, the, the comments here are a bit like the comments you were getting for the chicken story. Right, okay. I.e. puns. Right. Okay, so by can by, I anticipate one? And just is there something a bit fishy here going? On yeah, I think those? there's probably one like that. Yeah, okay. By Bob Wickerman Monday, <laughs> which is a great, <laughs> great, a great uh, name. Uh, he is like this fake conversation between passers-by. Passerby one. Oh look, somebody's dumped some fish. Passerby two. Pollocks. Passerby <laughs> one. It's true, I tell you. <laughs> nice. Very good. Uh, by Swoop for Monday said obviously a slow news day had a gap and they had to fill it, as in. A fillet of fish, Could, and they had to fill it. Did he, say, did he say haddock fillet? No. Ah, no. See? Ah, ah, see? Had a gap and they had a fillet. Wow, good. No, they didn't. They said had to fillet. Mm. Uh, uh, pointy heed. <laughs> oh, but, sorry, Bob Wickerman Monday wasn't his name. His name was Bob Wickerman. Monday is the day he posted it. Right, oh, that's not quite as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> pointy heed. <laughs> says a roundabout is no place for fish. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, swoop for Monday. Uh, again, with another comment, says nice photo clearly shows the scale of the problem. Fish scales. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Mark Collins says, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I love stories like this. All the rest of the lo- country's local papers are reporting rape, murder, arson, civil unrest, and the Plymouth Herald gets a scoop of the day: fish dumped on roundabout. Major story. <laughs> it's another fish roundabout incident. How did you not realise this? How did you get this far in the story? Not it's real. another fish roundabout incident. <laughs> Major stories like this, I hope they keep them coming. Aren't you pleased to live in Plymouth? And I love this next comment by Cornish Pirate. They says they say to Mark Collings, Oh, sorry there's no rape or murder going on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Wickerman says, I hope the police investigator don't try and skate over the incident. Nice, yeah. Okay. Um, PL1 Plym says, I see all the fish puns are starting to flounder. <laughs> oh, God. Farmer Smile says, very fishy. Yeah. Least imaginative of all the uh, of all the uh, puns there. Miss Anthrope says, I can't believe acting Sergeant Ryan fell for the old fresh mackerel distraction trick. I await the report about the robbery at Wrigley's in tomorrow's Herald. Acting Sergeant Ryan will no doubt be gutted. So a pun that's, that's cool. and that's she's, worked, she's worked on that. There's, yeah. there's thought gone into that. If we give out awards for comments, she'd get one this yeah, week, yeah. didn't we? But we yeah. don't, so don't ask. Um, Maybe we should. Maybe we should have a top comment of the week. Feature, yeah, but they're not commenting to our podcast. They don't need that. The, I guarantee you, there's not one person that's commented on any article that's ever heard this podcast. No, but why can we? If we'd like to comment, why could we not highlight it? And then we can discuss whether we discuss we, what we think is the, is the top comment made over the oh, last week. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I think mean. If this is a new feature, right there. Yeah, right there. That's how quick, quick we are to innovate. Yeah, we're just constantly innovating. We're just like Apple. Yeah, but a bit slower <laughs> mentally. Anyway, sorry. Speak for yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I, can I, I am my, really. I consider myself an apple. I consider you a pear yeah, or a plum. I, I go more for a potato personally. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, go on, um, Kurzwe is. I don't know how you say it. it. Says we all have said or heard the saying it's raining cats and dogs. I think we should now change to it's raining fish. Worst comment of the week. Yeah, worst. definitely. That was Shit, a, that was awful. Maybe we can have a worst comment of the week. Innovate, innovation. Uh, it's quite close to the original idea. I'm not too sure. Okay. 
Um, Ches Guevara says, Shake. Ches? What's that? His Latino sister? Ches Guevara? Ches Guevara says, Shay Guevara. Is that your Ches? I just said Shay Guevara, didn't I? Yeah, but you changed it back to Ches again. God. Perhaps they were learning their, in quotes, highway cod. Okay. Um, Paulie Bob says, nah, nah, you got it all wrong, guys. They're waiting to be picked up by a motor pike and side carp. Jesus Christ. Oh, These are getting nasty. worse. Uh, anorexist says... <laughs> okay. Ana- no, ana- anorexist hmm. says, okay. the grass verge next to Wrigley's, there's no mystery. The pikey's always sharp this time of year. Pike. Fish. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is quite good. Swoop four. Oh, you know, I kept doing swoop four Monday earlier. Yeah. Again, it was because it, it was swoop four. Swoop four, and then it, yeah. Right, yeah, and because I've just been thinking swoop four Saturday. It's oh, just the way yeah. they're in. Okay. Swoop four says shocking behaviour. No ifs or halibuts about it. Mm, that's quite good. Kissy Mares says the networking site was probably Dace Book. Facebook, I think. Dace. Dace. Is there sort of fish called a Dace? Not I know of. I bet they were dumped by a drug haddocks. Who made their escape on a motor pike and sidecar when the chips were down? Anyway, you've, you've ruined it, you stupid bitch. By unmask says not many good op perch tuna tis for a good fish pun. <coughs> Fox fan ninety nine says. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry, can't comment on this. Got to lay down. Got a bad haddock. What <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make sense? Headache. No, I know, I know what it was. Swoop four says can't beat a good pun fest. And Please, can we stop now? Uh, yeah, that's it. This is getting out of place. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> you're just as bad. Let me see if I can think of a fish, because you know I'm very bad at this sort of thing. Yes. So I can think right now if I can think of a fish pun. Can I just put out all the headlines that you see on our website? They're all my work, by the way. Alex hasn't come over any of these. What? what? The, the headlines. The, yeah. what, they're going that's because that's the agreed division of labour. I edit the podcast, you put up the stories. Yes, but only because I can think of headlines that are humorous. Okay, well, I don't need to make you feel bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, you know, it's just stating the fact. So, go on then. Okay, what, what's fish. your pun from this story? Your fish... And I used to work fish, on a fish... I used to work on a fish... Fish and meat counter in Waitrose in my youth. A part-time job to earn a bit of cash. Okay. Uh, so, I sh- so, I do know something about fish. Um, hmm. <sighs> okay. Acting Sergeant Ryan sounds like a real... Bass dud. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know if he was born illegitimately. Is that that? Um, does he sound like a bastard? <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a fucking wanker. <laughs> Okay, Rob, you got a story for us? Yeah, it's from the SNJ. Uh, no report. Oh, it's just the SNJ reporter again. Um, the Headline is smile and say cat food. Cat food. I'm smiling as I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Quite scary. That was quite disturbing. Actually, well, it's one. very hard. To, you try and smile and say cat food. Cat food. Yeah, yeah it's you, quite sinister. Yeah, because you, you can't can feel it. Yeah, because if you smile, the word cat food doesn't come out easily. No, it sounds like yeah, it's really. You should medicine. go cat, cat, cat food. It's not. It's not a thing you can smile and do. If you're at home right now listening to this. And you're sitting in a room on your own, or amongst company. Maybe you're on a train, just trying to smile and say cat food. In fact, if you do it in public, you will be arrested. Can we start a craze going? I can imagine a YouTube montage of people trying to smile in public places and go, cat food. <laughs> I just had this, this image now of someone sitting on a train, literally 
out of a very packed commuter train listening with their headphones on and just sitting there smiling at someone just going cat food yeah that you're disturbing me doing that yeah, yeah. well it would be disturbing okay um, Pete- have I ever told you that you look vaguely like Christian Horner who Who's is Christian uh, Horner? Uh, Red Bull's team principal the F1 team do I? a little oh I've been trying to work out who he reminded me of for a while and in that moment when you were talking to me there, I suddenly realised that's what it is thanks yeah. Uh, people and their pets. You might, not, you might not thank me when you look up a picture of them, actually. Oh, okay. I'll do that on you and enjoy the next story. Uh, <clears throat> right. People and their pets are subject of a community photograph competition opening in Australia this August. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> the show is brainchild of Caroline Denny, who has also organised the Stroud Photo Ages and Stroud at Work and Play projects. As with the previous shows, Carol is inviting everyone who can get their hands on a camera to take and enter a, enter a photograph. This year's competition, entitled Stroud and Their Pets, <laughs> is being hosted, hosted by the Crown and Scepter in Horns Road, Stroud, from August the 13th to the 26th. Well, this is the first Stroud story we've had in a while. <clears throat> it just sounds too good. No, it almost sound, I, I'm wondering if, 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 if the totalitarian sort of apparatus in Stroud has eased up a bit. This sounds too... I'm not quite disappointed with the SNJ, to be honest, because right. there hasn't been a lot of really those, you know, well, the, abnormal stories. Well, the blockades being set up, people being. I think maybe yeah, yeah. the 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 censorship, the censorship of the free press is taking hold. Oh, you think it is? Yeah. Oh, so and so we have a story that meaningless stories like this. Yeah, I mean, I have to can I just show you this picture? They they sent me, they gave me an example of one of the pictures that uh, they, they they might consider. Can I just show you this? Yes. Um, so I'm going to... Um, yeah, just, just describe that. Okay, so it's a picture of... Like, so if you imagine uh, the picture of a top of a table, in the middle of it is a goldfish bowl with, I think it's a goldfish, I presume, in the bowl swimming. And on the left side of the goldfish, there's a cat. A cat sort of peering up over the, um, over the top of the table at the goldfish bowl. He's looking quite intently at the fish. And then on the right of the goldfish bowl, there's a, there's a, there's a baby also peering over the top of the table and looking at the goldfish. So it's, it's a very clever picture. Yeah, but um, if you look at the cat, the cat it looks sad. Let me see again. It's a sad-looking cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's just a sense of, of longing at the fish, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does look I'm not sure depressed. What, what it is about the cat that has this sort of solemn demeanour, but he does look like he's he might be about to end it Yeah, you're right. He looks like he's just been told that he's going he's, he's gonna to be given away that night. Or he has cancer. That. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> My next story, Rob, okay. uh, is from Plymouth Herald. It's from Rich again. Woman banned from showing her breasts is caught on CCTV. <laughs> okay. Uh, I won't give her full name. Is there a picture? No. Oh. And I won't give her full name just to preserve her modesty. Okay. Jane, age 46, was caught by CCTV cameras in Stonehouse, a court heard. She admitted to breaching an antisocial behaviour order on May the 22nd. Um, this person, uh, e- uh, something McCarthy for the Crown Prosecution <laughs> Service, said that this woman was given an order banning her from decently exposing herself in public and specifically from bearing her breasts. So she does a lot then by the time of it? Well, we'll get into that. Okay. They added CCTV cameras caught her exposing herself in front of a man in Phoenix Street at about 2pm. The prosecutor said by all accounts a man had propositioned her. He bolted before police arrived. Um, the defence for, for the, this woman said the man had invited her to expose herself. Uh, <laughs> 
Kate said, she's a simple soul and has very limited ability to understand what's going on. Oh, no, don't... Oh, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, she'd already been to prison before for a previous be- breach of the order. So she's a serial breast exposer. Right. Um, but he added, she had been given a place at the ship hostel in George Place, the what, where she had a key, key worker, ship, not... Sh- no, no, no. <laughs> Presiding magistrate, Hazel Pode, told Taylor, the good thing in your favour is that you did not hurt anyone. You've been out of trouble for quite a while. The woman was fined £100 in order to pay £15 victim sub- surcharge. Who's the victim? The man? The man who asked her to expose her breasts. So he got... Um, I don't know. I can't believe that's true. The he got pen- an eyeful and 15 quid. It's a good day for him. <laughs> the penalties were waived because she had spent almost 24 hours in custody. Right, comments. Sad person says, why is it that I'm never in the right place at the right time <laughs> when the good stuff happens? I never thought I'd just ask women to bare their breasts. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Try it all. Yeah. Do it today when you're on the bus home and then smile at them and say, what were we smiling to say earlier? Trying to smile. Oh, cat say, food. And smile and say cat, cat food. food. Um, Madrid girl, 56, says, strange that she was arrested at all, as this sort of exposure is commonplace all over Plymouth. I was walking through a local <laughs> park a couple of weeks ago during the warm weather, and a young girl was sitting topless with her boyfriend on the grass. I visited a local beach recently, and a great many women and girls were sunbathing topless. Also saw a woman sitting in Plymouth City Centre feeding her baby and exposing quite a lot of breast in the process. Wait, well, I'm sorry, OK, right. Uh, <laughs> he sounds uh, like a pervert, no? <laughs> Surely we have, to, we have to draw a distinction between people who are obviously lying around in the sun, OK, maybe exposing them a little too much, and someone who's breastfeeding. They should do it. In as the long as she wasn't completely topless. Um, what level of exposure warrants indecent exposure? No one was taking any notice of these other women who were at public places with children present. Strange to me that this woman was arrested in the first place for something which is quite a common occurrence nowadays. Strange person, that. Yeah. Winger 7643, so presumably there were 7,642 Wingers. <laughs> says, putting humour aside, this case highlights the stupidity of so-called British justice. Smash somebody in the face, destroy people's property, starve animals to death, on and on it goes with a pat on the head and a suspended sentence. This woman clearly has a problem and she gets prison. What a sick and unjust society we are. Nice. Okay. Another bloke says, can't be that bad, can it? Why not let us judge? I'm working night shifts. Something to look at. The world needs more women like that, I say. Uh. Johnny Brandt says, I mean, you wouldn't buy a fruit at a store without examining and squeezing it first to see if it was in good nick, would you? <laughs> Uh, so quite a few sexist comments coming out now. Um, and, and then he follows up with another comment, basically saying exactly what he did say before. So he says, Johnny Brandt, again, next comment says, seems fair enough, this guy who asked her to expose herself didn't want to buy sight unseen. He just said that, you know, don't you repeat Maybe it. just to be fair, you need to reiterate what he, was, what he meant. Humble Pie says, This person is notorious in the areas of Devonport and Stonehouse. It's common knowledge she has severe learning difficulties and the mental age of a child. To say she has a simple soul is an understatement. She's obviously not receiving the care that she needs to stay out of trouble. I know this might amuse some people. I can understand that. But when you consider the facts, it's actually quite perturbing. I hope she gets the help she needs and yeah. consequently will not be preyed upon by the more salacious members of our fine city. Jackson Dave says, In later news, a local nudist camp has discovered that a hole has been knocked into one of the perimeter walls. Police say they're looking into it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Jack Metickler says, Now the judge has set a precedent, then surely they must ban the Sun and Page 3 girls et al. from exposing themselves in public, or is it alright as long as you get paid for it? Or is this just an ageist thing? You can't get them out after 45. Mind you, if a bloke exposes his private parts, they seem to take a far more serious view. Maybe it's a sexist thing. Have you done that thing yet with the sock? I haven't, no. So maybe now you could do it with the socks, smile and say... Cat food. Cat food. 
And I think it's a fair point to raise that she is me- she is mentally ill. Yeah, you can't say retired anymore, can you? Uh, no. no, she's mentally. She's mentally deficient. She has learning difficulties. There yeah. we go. Severe. Yeah. So that's that's what the, that's what the issue is. It's more about her welfare than the fact that you know she's getting them out. Stoke of Fred <laughs> says perhaps she was trying to keep abreast of things. I'll bet there was a bit of a nip in the air that afternoon. <laughs> And anyway, I think we need to firm up on a couple of details. Nice. Lovely jubbly. I just hope she doesn't didn't have anyone's eye out with those. There's a lot of puns in this. I just hope she didn't have anyone's eye out with those things. <laughs> God. By Ollie Grifter says, Presiding Magistrate Hazel Poe told Taylor, so the quoting the article, the good thing in your favour is that you did not hurt anyone. You've been out of trouble for quite a while. And they say, are we to assume that her breasts were in some way dangerous? Do they bite or is she prone to beating, <laughs> is she prone to beating people with them? <laughs> Which is quite a good image. Yeah. The next time I go to a beach in the south of France, I'll be sure to take a, a, number, a, a number of good solicitors. There's tons of breast exposure going on there as well. Hmm. Cornish Pirate says, she had to pay a fine for the victims of crime. And they say, damn, they must have been some nasty looking breasts. <laughs> And last okay. one, uh, they're called um, BS Hater, which presumably stands for Bullshit Hater. They say, um, I do not understand this at all. If a man were to indecently expose himself, the result would be naming, shaming, sex offenders register, sex offenders prevention order, and possibly prison as well. It goes to show very clearly that sexism and discrimination is rife in the British justice system. Oh, also Jesus. interesting how men do not rant about her being a pervert, etc., like women do when a man is accused of the same crime. Do you get the feeling that this he, man... He, he's, been, he's been charged with this at some stage or another. He knows the process very well. Naming, shaming, sex offenders register, sex offenders prevention order, and possibly prison as well. I know we can't suggest that he, he may be a, a sex offender, but... Um, just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last story is from uh, the Wiltshire Gazette and Herald. And, this uh, is yours, is it? Not sent in. No, this is mine. Um, and this is Marlborough Boy Sets Out His Wares by <laughs> Nigel Curtin. Um, Marlborough Boy? Yes. Because um, the Marlborough Man, a very famous man who used to... It's um, a cowboy, isn't it? Yes, yeah. uh, hoarding, uh, advertising hoardings, advertising cigarettes. I'm a bit perturbed by the Marlborough Boy. Is that his son? Uh, not by the look of the picture, no. Okay. Yeah. Jane Horsell was roped in her 11-year-old grandson, Charlie Wakeham, to start clearing the loft at a Marlborough home in preparation for a community sale that everyone in the town is being invited to take part in. Following the success of the first Sunday outdoor market in Marlborough this week, the group behind it is planning the Great Marlborough Community Sale. The Great Marlborough Community Sale? Yeah, right. the sale of the community. Um, described <laughs> as being like a giant car boot sale, uh, the event is organised by the Transition Marlborough's Climate Pledge and recycling groups and will take place on September the 29th from 2pm to 4pm. They're doing a story about something that's occurring on September the 29th. Yeah. I think this will fade from memory for a lot of people. Why don't... I mean, that's bizarre. They want people to get involved, that's why. Um, a similar event was tried about 10 or 12 years ago when the council <laughs> organised... Over a decade ago! It was obviously a roaring success. When the council organised a town swap day, people were invited to put unwanted goods outside their house for others to take away for free or... Uh, they take takeaway free of charge so people could put shit outside the houses Cat. and people could walk by and take it if they wanted by the way Rob though you do realise that 10-12 years ago was really before the rise I would imagine of a popular usage of things like eBay and this is because true now you would not just put stuff outside and say I'll take my crap Rob's just been selling uh, a lot of his worldly possessions on eBay recently because he's, he's, he's down on his luck yeah. and uh, you can just put it outside your flat and say take I have done that have you? And my last flat fly, yeah. you fly tips uh 
No, it had a sign on it. Right, what did you do? Um, I was in my old flat, we were moving out, and... Um, you, I... left out there. you left your cat outside, didn't you? Just with a... Just with a, um, uh, a no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you no, were no, girlfriend no, no. The cat was fine. Yeah. Um, it, I had... Basically, my parents um, had this coffee table, which was kind of a, 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 a mahogany colour, with like a glass top. There was a mahogany. It, 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 it was fucking hideous, and I'm not sure why I took it. Anyway... Um, I went around to clean the flat because we had to or at least get the, the last remnants of whatever was left in the in the flat and the, this was still there and I hadn't moved it I didn't want it so I left it outside with a sign saying please take and? I've no idea what happened to it but oh yeah um, I wouldn't tell that I wouldn't tell it at parties uh, I have and it's gone down particularly well okay <laughs> to those in the swapping community <laughs> okay <laughs> um, hopes wish to take part in this latest venture have to register online uh, and it gives the email address, and there will be a £2 fee to cover administration costs. Once all those taking part are registered, the transition group will distribute a map around the town showing every home taking part. I'd say it sounds fantastic. Yeah. I'd go round. Um, people are invited to have garage sales or tabletop sales that day, or keep any money they make, or donate it to a good cause. Gina Cook, who is organising the sale uh, with uh, Shirley Pryor and Lorna Harvey Frank said, this is the chance to declutter your home without sending anything to a landfill. It's not all that difficult, different from a car boot sale, okay. except so you do it from the comfort of your own home. So if, it, can I just... This is basically then a redistribution of shit. <laughs> yes, around... The, well, basically, what you can do, you can um, say one day... So you have a base... If you can imagine, the town of Marlborough one day will turn into a massive car boot sale, but yeah. also like, like a treasure hunt... Well, yeah. So you get a map of all the locations selling shit. And but it's all just redistributed. None of it goes anywhere. Nobody actually gets to clear anything out. All that's happening is that people are just <laughs> yeah. moving around the tat. Yeah. So basically, you can sell all this your is, shit uh, one This day. is Wiltshire. Yeah. So this could be called the tat redistribution service. Yeah. But can I just say, this isn't anything inventive. It's just called a garage sale, isn't it? Where lots of people have garage sales. Yeah. But this is on a big scale. Is it? I, but I like this, the fact that you have a map, like I said, that you have you have all the different points on this map that has having the grass sale. So, you, you know, you might get some real, you know, real uh, gems, real finds. Should we go to it? Do you reckon we should? Do you think I'm going to take outsiders? Because then, then it wouldn't be a redistribution of tap. Well, it would, but it would be nationwide. Could we not have... Why don't we have... Why don't the government do the grand redistribution of shit? You've got shit. People in Scotland have got shit. Where they do a huge map, you can drive to Glasgow and, and collect some shit. That? You can then drive down to Land's End and collect some shit, and That's everything brilliant. just moves around. You can have Barry really... Scott from the Silly Bang efforts. You got shit. You want shit. <laughs> We've got shit. <laughs> That's it. That's all they do. But, but Rob, it would be brilliant because it would be great. It would be a real redistribution because the shit of a rich person could be, you know, one man's one man's uh, shit is another man's treasure. True. So so I, so somebody in let's think of somewhere poor. Uh, let Glasgow. Let's go Glasgow again. <laughs> Let's go Glasgow. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Dri- can drive down uh, to somewhere quite affluent, like London. London. No, well, not uh, all of London. Uh, affluent. Uh, um, somewhere affluent. Where, where was affluent? Kent. No, no, no. More, more of a narrow region. Oh, the uh, okay. Yeah, the Cotswolds. Oh, yeah. Right. Cheltenham. So the shit that somebody's giving away in Cheltenham might be to them. My God, this is brilliant. That's true, actually. And then it would be really nice for rich people to be able to, like, in a sort of kitsch way, collect the, collect the shits of poor people. Oh, isn't this, isn't this cute? A, a dead baby. So what you're saying is that this... Bit... <laughs> A stuffed dead baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's really... In some sort of weird pose. Um... <laughs> Look at this. 
<laughs> you like dead baby? We have dead baby. No, um, I have to cut that out. Uh, we can't. No, we're no, leaving. Okay. Um, tattlers, we're yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is that th- this this uh, localized scheme in Marlborough could essentially be saving the economy of this country. Well, I don't think I'd have to think about it in economic terms. And my friend who's an accountant listens to this. Would would this help our economy? I don't know if it would lead to growth. It would just be redistributing shit, wouldn't it? Well, no, it wouldn't. It would help the poor people would benefit from collecting the shit from rich well, people. if it was a national the scheme... The rich people would benefit from collecting the shit of poor people by being... By being... They'd be made... Um, they'd be made... They'd be enriched, enriched by the experience of seeing... Because what poor people give away is going to be absolute shit. Yeah. yeah. But that might be, for a, for a rich person who's never even seen something like that, a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so good on. Like, Once good again, on you, innovation. Uh, innovation happening here. Absolutely. So, good time. on you, Marlborough, and uh, I really attempt to go down on 29th and see what shit they have to sell. Can I just put out, in the last five minutes, we've probably said shit at least 15 times. The, the only thing about it is that um, she needs to stop um, her son smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and also hauling out her son to do her dirty work for her. Yeah, I didn't think that. <laughs> Look, can I see the picture of him? Yeah. He's, he's holding... So she's got him to clear out the loft? Basically, what Isn't I love he is... Hold, hang on, are those duty frees? <laughs> I don't think they are. Oh, on second thoughts, maybe they are. Yeah, they're rather large boxes of cigarettes. Can I just point out that this whole story starts with her saying that her grandson is helping her clear out the loft. So has she, has she made up this whole scheme on the premise that he, she just wants him to help her clear out the loft? Oh, what, you don't think it's even a real story? No, I think, she, I think she's just... <laughs> on, she's the da- on the day of the Wiltshire redistribution of Tat Day, she just says, oh, yeah, it got called off. I mean, can we have the carol sale? No, it's been cancelled. Where's the so. Tat, Mum? <laughs> uh, get back to the cellar. <laughs> That's it, whatever. Put your fag out and get back to the <laughs> cellar. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I don't know if I that's harsh okay should we wrap up the podcast yeah. do you want to tell people how they can email us do yeah. it and use the phonetic alphabet okay you can email us at localanesthetic at gmail.com and anesthetic is spelled the usual way if you are bored of this please tell us but uh, it's spelled Alpha November Alpha Echo Sierra Tango Hotel Echo India Charlie. And now we're going to spell out anaesthetic in, yeah. a, in a casual conversation yeah. where we have to think of a word. It, you know, people know, just listen and work it out. But Rob, you start us off. Let's just try and do it really quickly. Okay. Always. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Nudge. Another. Eagle. <laughs> Always nudge another eagle. Surreptitiously. Two. Heighten. Erogenous. <laughs> um, sensitivity. Is that where we are? To heighten the erogenous sensitivity, then <laughs> insert There's <laughs> <laughs> oh. an obvious one here. Uh, I'm not going to say it because it would be crude. Uh, claw. Good. So relates so, the eagle. Yeah, so 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 this sentence was uh, what? Uh, Always nudge. nudge another eagle. <laughs> yeah. Surreptitiously. Surreptitiously. To, to heighten erogenous 
sensitivity, then insert claw. Yeah, good advice for any eagles out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it might be illegal in eagle in eagle law. Yeah, maybe that was some sort of depraved act that we're not aware of. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Yeah. And that, again, is a helpful mnemonic to remember by the anaesthetic. <laughs> yeah, so... For, uh, any, uh, for any doctors revising there, you know, you... Having to, you'll be panicking in that exam thinking how can I remember anaesthetic there you go remember that simple eagle anecdote maybe we should be trying to think of a new model that actually relates to some sort of medical procedure next time okay good uh, I mean my, my knowledge of medical procedure is quite limited but well we can have a go okay alright fair enough god bless take care guys bye <laughs>